you know, controlling the lighting in your home is another great strategy. It's really simple. Start turning off half your lights as the sun starts to set. You know, this is going to, again, trigger that melatonin release that's going to create the sleepiness for then, what, you know, when you get in your bed for sleep to happen. And the biggest thing is do not, do not try to force sleep. This is what often people, it's very subtle that people fall into this. They're like, they try to control and force sleep and then they get anxious about it and they start to think about the next day. Oh my God, all the things I got to do. I can't have another night where I'm not sleeping. And then that anxiety keeps us up. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Devin Burke here with me today. He is an international TEDx speaker, a best-selling author of The Sleep Advantage, and the founder of Sleep Science Academy, one of the top health and sleep coaches in the world. His books, keynotes, and programs and videos have inspired thousands of people to improve their sleep, energy, and life. Uh, Devin helps high achievers and exhausted insomniacs, including me, hopefully, uh, get and stay asleep so they can wake with a more peace, power, and presence. He was named one of the top 25 health coaches in America and has studied innovative holistic coaching methods from some of the world's top health and human performance experts for over a decade. And so with that, welcome to the show, Devin. Cody, glad to be here. Excited for this conversation. I am excited too. I don't know that most people will be as excited as I am about to talk about sleep, but I have been, uh, I think it's a huge subject these days because the um, standard in the world right now is if you have a problem, here's a pill to solve it, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, I'm kind of excited to talk to you about this because it's been an, it's been a challenge for me um, most of my life, and uh, I just want to start off with how did you get started off as the sleep expert? Like, <laughs> was that was it? Was there like a class you were like, you know what? That's what I'm going to be. You know, so. No, actually, I um, so I, I I studied a lot of different mind, let's call it mind body technologies, and it wasn't until someone I was working with that was suffering from really bad insomnia that reached out to me. He's like, Hey man, I'm having this problem. Can you help me? And I was like, you know what? I've studied nutrition, exercise, physiology. I've studied a lot of psychology. I know nothing about sleep. And so, but I was like, let me, I'm a researcher. I love to dive into things. I'm like, let me look into it. Let me see what's available. Let me see. He's like, yeah, I don't want to take sleeping pills. And so I looked into what was available, which was sleeping pills. And then there's something else called CBTI, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And I was like, okay, these are like the two options. Um, so I started to learn about both. And then I, I started to dive into the science of sleep and realized, oh my God, this is the foundation of health. This is a huge problem. There's not a lot of good solutions. 
And I said, well, I, I've, you know, all of the things that I studied and learned over the last decade, I think I could apply to helping solve this problem. And so the more I studied, the more interested I got. And then I started to experiment with this particular client on some things that I was learning. And, and you know, it just, he started to sleep. And I said, wow, if I can help one person, I can help millions of people. And so that led me to found Sleep Science Academy. And that's, that's what I've been doing the past uh, four and a half years is helping insomniacs all over the world, mostly in states, get and stay asleep. So I feel like today with as many... Um electronic inputs as we have uh and kids you know dealing with so much information processing those kind of things and they've got so much anxiety these days that this is going to become more and more prevalent are you seeing that yeah absolutely it's um it's a huge huge problem and especially since the pandemic with you know just the added stress on top of all the all already the anxiety and stress that kids and everyone's going through just with everyday life it's uh, more people now than ever are not sleeping. And it's, uh, it's a massive problem. It's, it really, I, I you know, I, that's my mission is to, to help solve this and not let it continue to, to explode. But it's, you know, really between 40 and 50 million adult Americans have sleep issues, but it's um, now the, stat, the statistics are around 68% of people have some type of sleeping issue right now. Um, so that's, that's a huge percentage, you know, that's almost, that's almost three fourths of the population that's having yeah. a problem with their sleep. That's a, that's uh, a lot, that's a big market for you, but <laughs> yeah, it is, right? it is, unfortunately, it is a big market. right. Yeah. Um, and so I, well, uh, I kind of want to start here. Like I, I, I watched a movie, um, recently where, um, it's on a, it's a Netflix movie. It was, I think it's called awake and, uh, something comes and hits the planet and no one can sleep. And so they start degrading, right? Because it's literally, they cannot sleep. There's only a couple of people mm -hmm. on the planet that can sleep and like the, but the whole population's awake and they're like, they start degrading mentally, like everyone, you know, the doctors, yep. the, the, mm -hmm. the military, the people on the streets, like all this stuff. And so I kind of want to, I would like to kind of start with that kind of, uh, idea of like what happens to us when a we don't sleep or we don't sleep enough like what what are the some of the symptoms that come from that yeah so first and foremost you the cognitive the part of our brain that makes decisions becomes clouded we make bad decisions so our brain isn't able to process our mental acuity uh, is diminished our our reaction time is reduced our body doesn't recover physically so and that, that means that we're inflamed um, there's a lot of studies that show that if we're not sleeping enough, we're not getting enough quality sleep, you know, it's linked to all the major diseases, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, um, because sleep is when our mind and body actually is rejuvenated. It's when the, you know, the cancerous cells and the damaged cells are cleaned up. It's when short-term memory gets shuttled to long-term storage. It's, it's when we work out the emotional traumas of the day so that we, we can feel emotionally stable during the day. Um, so it affects literally every aspect of our mental and physical performance. And I haven't watched that doc, you know, uh, that, that, that movie, I'm definitely going to watch it though. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote a note to watch it. Um, but really, you know, anyone that's listening to this, that has ever missed a night of sleep and there's everyone probably listening to this has had that experience. I mean, just think about how you felt the next day. You're, you're cloudy, you're irritable, um, you know, your body hurts, the perception of pain goes up 
believe it or not, when you don't get a full night of rest. Um, and a lot of times people don't even realize they, 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 they're not getting the sleep they need. They're not getting the quality sleep they need. It becomes normal, becomes their baseline. And they think that that's, you know, this, I feel okay. I don't feel great. I don't feel terrible. But there, when you start to get better sleep and you get enough sleep, you really start to notice the difference in your cognitive ability. You notice the difference in your emotional stability. You notice the difference in your physical ability. And um, that only becomes real when you have it as an experience. So um, from what you're saying, then most people don't realize that they're not at their performance level um, when they, but that you see them when they've had the other experience and they, their performance level shot up, that that's when they realize it. Yeah, because it's, it's one of these things that we get used to feeling sleep deprived. We get used to this baseline of energy, this sort of baseline of mental capacity. And then when people have a breakthrough and they're, they're actually focusing on optimizing the, the one third that they spend in bed of their entire life, they, you can really have the experience of what that does to the other two thirds of your life. And that's when it really becomes exciting for people because now they're like, wow, this is, there's something to this. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that we, you know, teach ourselves or tell ourselves that, you know, well, I don't need that many hours. I don't need that much sleep. Like I'm one of them, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't tell myself that it's just not, it's just a, you know, a physical thing for me. And so that's one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you about this because I'm going to try and glean some, uh, some tips out of you, uh, on my, on my, on my show. And so, um, is, are you, when I'm trying to think of a way I want to say this, sorry. Um, when you're kind of in your field now working, are you seeing a, a pattern of the type of people that are coming to you or is it all walks of life? Like, what are you, what are you experiencing from your side of the people that are seeking you out? Yeah, there's a lot of different demographics that we serve at Sleep Science Academy. Um, the biggest one is actually entrepreneurs like yourself, people that have busy minds, that are go-getters, that are hustlers, that are running companies, um, that have a lot that they're processing, a lot that they're thinking about, which often leads to not being able to sleep or not sleep enough. So that's definitely one demographic. Then there's uh, women, older women that are going through menopause or have gone through menopause. That's another huge demographic. And then a lot of times moms, after they have kids and their kids are crying in the middle of the night and you know they're getting up to breastfeed and all that. And then what happens is the kid learns to sleep, but the mom forgets how to sleep. So those are kind of like the three demographics that we find are, you know, attracted to to the work that we do and so that's interesting um and so i'm going to be selfish and i'm going to talk to you about the entrepreneurial mind and yeah. the the, yeah. the um because you kind of hit the nail on the head which i find that most people don't understand when i try to explain to them why i have such a hard time sleeping is because i can't turn it off yeah right mm -hmm. and so i've been okay with dealing with that with my life um because at 42 years old now, like, I mean, I'm just, I've, I've dealt with it my entire life. My concern now is uh, I have two kids. I have a 10 year old daughter and a seven year old son. My 10 year old daughter, I see the exact same thing happening to her. Mm. So she, she has a hard time turning it off. And so in that mindset with those kinds of people, what are some of the things that you see as, I guess, characteristics or things that, um, you know, I, I would imagine you see patterns 
Yeah. And so I'm imagine, um, what are some of the patterns of those types of people that you see? And then, uh, further down, I want to start asking kind of like, how do you start to combat those things? Yeah. So, so some of the biggest, that's not actually the number one question I get is how do I turn my mind off or how do I slow my mind down? And there are definitely strategies. I'm more than happy to share the ones that I know that are effective for that. Um, but the patterns to answer your question, one of the big patterns is people treat sleep like it's a problem that needs to be solved. Mm. And sleep's the one thing that the harder you try at, the worse you get at. <laughs> so everything else in life, and especially being an entrepreneur, you, what is an entrepreneur? It's somebody that solves problems all day long, um, you know, for a profit. And so what ha can happen is because you're problem solving all day, there's a certain level of tension, stress, um, you know, that builds up. And if that tension and stress isn't released, then it's gonna, you're going to carry your day into your night. And so that's really important to, to understand. So you can't treat sleep the same way you treat the problems that you solve in your day to day, because it actually is going to backfire. Um, that's a really important thing. Another thing is a lot of times people that are successful entrepreneurs, they're, they run a little bit more on the perfectionism track yeah. and they're looking for this quest of like the perfect, the perfect everything. Uh, which allows them to be really effective and successful in their life. But, you, you know, trying to perfect sleep actually creates a lot of expectation and pressure around it. And again, that expectation and pressure leads to less sleep. And you're hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to, I mean, I literally talk to people all day about their sleep, mostly high-performing uh, entrepreneurs. So I totally know the psychology and the, and the psychographic of, and I am one myself. So yeah. I, uh, only I'm a little bit more on the, uh, I would say, um, I'm not a type A, let's just yeah. say that, you know, I've, I've been on red eyes where I'm the only person awake on the plane, like multiple times. It's, it, mm -hmm. I, it's, uh, actually when I was in probably 15, I played baseball in, uh, Hawaii, uh, on a, on a, on an AAU team. And we went from Florida to Hawaii. And on the way back, we were actually uh, flying through L.A. when the Unabomber was threatening to blow up a plane out of L.A. So the entire baseball team went from L.A. to Houston on a bus. Houston, and we 48 hours, but I couldn't sleep because I was in a I was in airports and buses and those kinds of things. And um, you know, it's it's exactly what you just described as you know, and I was a zombie by the time I got home, like I got uh -huh. home and I just, and when I got home, I couldn't sleep. Cause then I was like past the point of like being able to sleep. I remember playing Tetris for like eight hours <laughs> and then finally just like passing out with a controller in my hand, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's, it's exactly what you said where it's, it's a problem and it's a frustration that you can't solve it. And then it like feeds itself. That's right. Yeah. And then everything, and the worst part is, I would say, is that like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, those 15 minutes that you're awake feel like four hours, like they're exhausting. You know, those, the, the minutes seem to multiply in the middle of the night. And so um, I'd like to kind of talk to you about two different things. One is, you know, uh, some tactics to get to sleep and then some to stay asleep because those are two different things. I feel like yeah, they are. And so in, in sleep science, we call that onset insomnia and maintenance insomnia. Onset is having, you know, a challenge initiating sleep and maintenance insomnia is having a challenge staying asleep. So we can start with the, the first one, initiating sleep. Um, so a great night of sleep actually happens as soon as you wake up. So literally what you do throughout the entire day 
is going to impact whether or not you're going to be able to initiate sleep. Mm. And it's important to understand that sleep's a natural biological process that happens when we allow it to happen. So it's really around understanding, well, what are the barriers that are keeping sleep from happening? Um, and there's a lot of them. There's, there's technology, there's stress, mental, emotional stress, there's physical stress. Um, stress is a big one. So anything you can do throughout your day to mitigate stress will have an impact on your ability to initiate sleep. And one of the easiest strategies and a strategy I have all of my high-performing entrepreneurs do is have, have a clean break between your day and your night. Because like I said, a lot of people take their days into their nights. Yeah, there you're, carrying, you're carrying it home. Carrying it yeah. home. And, and, and it's, gotten, it's gotten worse because of these things, right? It's gotten worse because these, these, you know, the computers that we have attached to us. Yeah, also. you got to have boundaries. You mm -hmm. have to have boundaries. If, if there are not clear boundaries, then you're, it, you're, you're just revving up your brain. Our brains are not computers and we treat them like they are. And so the more inputs you have throughout the day, the more you have to process. And that's, that's, so you need to have space between that processing, which is your day and the, the, the computer that's the, the, your brain being able to simmer down, like being able to sh shut off the browsers. Um, but the thing is we we're not computers. So it's, it's not, um, as simple as, you know, clicking a little button, it takes space, it takes time. And that's one thing that's hard for entrepreneurs to understand because time is our most valuable resource, right? And it's like, wow, like when I get things done, there's always more to do. The inbox is never empty. So it has to have, you know, having clear boundaries of like, hey, this is enough for today. And then having that buffer, which should be a few hours. And there's a simple strategy that I, I'm going to share with you. It's three, two, one sleep. So it's three hours before bed, you stop eating. Two hours before bed, you stop working. And then one hour before bed, you, you stop everything. So no technology um, as much as you can. So, you know, the occasional Netflix or movie, fine. But if that's like the everyday, you're just sitting in front of the TV, you're getting the blue light and the mental stimulation, not the best sleep ritual. So cleaning up your sleep hygiene that, and it can be simple as that. If you just implemented that three, two, one sleep, it would help your body um, initiate sleep. You know, controlling the lighting in your home is another great strategy. It's really simple. Start turning off half your lights as the sun starts to set. You know, this is going to, again, trigger that melatonin release that's going to create the sleepiness for then what, you know, when you get in your bed for sleep to happen. And the biggest thing is do not, do not try to force sleep. This is what often people, it's very subtle that people fall into this. They're like, they try to control and force sleep and then they get anxious about it. And they start to think about the next day. Oh my God, all the things I got to do. I can't have another night where I'm not sleeping. And then that anxiety keeps us up. Um, so those, those are a few pointers just, just from the start for, for getting to sleep. So in that three, two, one sleep, You've got eating, working, and technology. Are you consistently setting a time to back off of those hours? Yeah, I would say you want to definitely have a consistent bedtime and a consistent, most important, a consistent rise time. And the reason for that, Cody, is because it helps keep our circadian clock synced. And that's the, the, our, our natural body clock that tells us when to wake up and when it's time for bed. And so a strategy to sync that is get light first thing in the morning, you could go watch the sunset 
seeing the sunset actually helps that melatonin production. Um, so there's, there's some physical components to it, definitely. But there's also what not to do. Like it's really important to, you know, not stimulate the mind, um, not, you know, be hyper connected to technology, which dysregulates the, the circadian rhythm. So getting outside as much as possible is, is a great strategy. Um, you know, getting sunlight on your skin is a great strategy. These are all simple things that when done with consistency and intention make a big difference over time. So in the, uh, in the last hour of your three, two, one, um, you know, I made some notes as we were talking. So, um, it was stop eating three hours before sleep, stop working two hours before sleep and shut off all technology basically before that last hour. Um, this is going to sound dumb, but like, what do you suggest you do for that last hour that you're not using the technology? Cause if you're turning the TV off, you're turning the phone off, yeah. everything's out. Like, you know, is it, is it reading? Is it, is that stimulation or is it just yeah. brush your teeth for 45 minutes? Like what, what you, what's that last, what's that last hour look like? Cause I, I love the question. I knew that you were going to ask it because that's always the follow-up question to, <laughs> to this. Um, it can look like a lot of things. So, so reading is, is a great strategy if, if it's not mentally stimulating. So for me personally, I like to read like spiritual books at night, things that are calming, things that are not like, you don't want to read things that are going to stimulate your brain. You want to read things that are, that are reducing stress. So whether that's a spiritual book or, you know, there's a lot of different books you can experiment with, just know like, Hey, if this is stimulating you, not the right book, um, stretching, meditating, uh, making love to your partner is a great one. Um, so, you know, anything that's going to be away. Like it's at the end of the day, you could, you could do anything. You could do a puzzle, you could knit, you could, um, and it, it is, it takes discipline and, and it is. Like, it, it honestly is, gives me anxiety to think about having a full hour at the end of my day with nothing to do. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to even think that in my, like, it's literally giving me anxiety to just have to sit here and think about it. So I had to ask the question because I'm like, what am I supposed to do for an hour? <laughs> yeah. So, so you could start, I mean, if it seems like a, too much, you can start with, you know, half an hour. Yeah, and, no, and transition. I, I, yeah, you know? I just think about like, uh, like, and then it's like, I, you know, I think, oh, well, I can read, which is, you know, would be a great habit. But then I'm like, non-stimulating books. Well, the only thing I like to read is like, I like to read business books that solve problems at the time. And so, right. Yeah, it's. Uh, you can take a hot shower. I mean, I, yeah. this is. I'll tell you, this is my nightly routine. So what I do is I take a hot shower. Um, I take a nice hot shower. I kind of like wash the day off. Yeah. And that, that helps twofold meant, you know, it's, it's helping reduce my body temperature because when you get out of a hot shower, your body temperature drops. So that helps with the sleepiness. Um, and then I make some tea and I, I, I sip my tea and I read a book and that's my routine. And, and then when I'm sleepy, I just get into bed. Um, and that's it. And that's mostly my sleep, my, my routine. It's really simple, but you know, you don't want to get attached to thinking that you, so you need don't to do read, something. You don't read the book in the bed. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the person, I would, you know, again, this is, this is depending on the person. For some people reading in bed is fine. For some people reading in bed is probably not going to be helpful. Um, it depends on the person. Yeah. Cause I've, I mean, I've heard different things about like, you know, you should have a a space between like your TV, like don't watch TV in bed because your brain doesn't realize that you're in bed to go to sleep and mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. So. You should not really only do two things in bed, sleep and make, 
you know, sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, th those are the two things. Anything else, eating, working, being on your computer, watching TV, um, you know, reading can be an exception to that. But really you want to, you want to create an anchor for your mind and body that bed equals sleep and nothing else. And oftentimes we have a lot of bad association to bed. Bed equals, um, you know, hyperstimulation. You never want to have a difficult conversation with someone when you're in bed. So mm -hmm. like have those conversations with your spouse, like way earlier in the day. If you're going to have a difficult conversation, you're going to be talking about finances or stressful things, you know, with the kids or whatever it is, don't do that when you're in bed. That's the worst time you could possibly, you know, cause that's going to just create more tension and stress. Hmm. Yeah. I would say we're definitely a, uh, a culprit on that one. <laughs> yeah. Most, uh, most couples are because like, that's kind of the time that you're together. It's quiet, yeah. you know, it's so it does take some intention to create space to have those conversations outside of the bed, but it yields a, a massive uh, improvement when you do. Well, it's any, like anything else. If you have intentionality, then it becomes easier. You know, whatever you put light on shines is what I like to tell people. And so whatever you pay attention to will get better. But it's also, you know, it's an important thing to have these conversations because if not, then you don't realize that you're doing these things. And I would imagine that it's a, I imagine most people ask you for, you know, the big solve, right? Like, what's the, what do I need to do, Devin? You know, and it's like, mm -hmm. we're like, no, there's a bunch of little things that you're doing throughout the day, right? I would imagine yep. it's, I imagine it's death by a thousand cuts, right? And I, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. And everyone is looking for the silver bullet, which is why the sleep pill industry is so massive, you know, such a, such a huge, because everyone's just like, it's easy. I just take my Ambien. I take my Lunesta. I take my Clonazepam. I take my Xanax. I take my, you know, fill in the blank. And that's a Band-Aid solution. Yeah. It really is. And yeah, it just, not, you're, I would you know? say it's not even a solution. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a way to handle it. But like, I'll tell you what, like I've tried Lunesta and Ambien and stuff. Like I heard, uh, what is his name? Patton Oswald describe that. Have you ever heard his description of taking, no. uh, of taking, uh, Ambien? No, the, he's no. like, yeah, there's, it's a great comedy bit, but I'll, I'll ruin the joke for you. But you can go watch it and actually hear the funny side of it. But like, he's talking about it. And he's like, you know, he's like, you go to bed and he's like, you know, you, you've got like 12 doors and you open it up and it's like, you know, uh, the girl from you know college that I, I dreamed about, or it's like you open one and it's a clown or you open one and it's a, you know, a bear chasing you or you open one and you're like winning the world series. And he's like, when you take Ambien, it's like they put a string on all 12 doors and just pulled them up at the same time. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I totally related to that because I remember the dreams that I would have on those, on those sleeping pills. And like, I would wow. wake up just like exhausted. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's sedation. It's not real sleep. So I like to give the analogy. If you drank a handle of vodka and you passed out, that's what an Ambien does. Or if someone ran up and just punched you in the face and knocked you out, that's what Ambien does. It's not real sleep. And I, there's, I hear crazy stories from people. Like the craziest story recently I heard was somebody took their Ambien, their wife was out of town. They got in their car, they started to drive. They drove to the stop sign down the street. And then they just kind of like, were just sitting there with their eyes open. Cop came, got arrested for a DUI. He didn't have any alcohol in his system. He didn't remember anything. He woke up in jail. He literally woke up in jail. Um, and he, he couldn't remember. He's like, ah he was so disoriented. He, he like was freaking out because he went to bed in his bed and he woke up in jail. And that's because he took Ambien. 
Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a rough one. Uh, that's a rough one. Yeah, yeah, and people, you know, other people eat, eat their entire fridge. You know, yeah. people will just sleepwalk. They'll open their fridge, and they'll it was you know in the morning. It looks like a bear came in and just you know took out the fridge. Um, so anyway, I mean these these drugs. There's I'm not anti medication. There's a time and a place for medication. Thank yeah. God we have medication, but they're they're not used correctly. They're over prescribed and they're band aids. And like you said, they're not solutions. It's not a long term solution at all. No, um, no, it's not. You know, I I think that's one of the things that we are not recognizing these days. That you know, I I think that there's a place for these kinds of medications and all medications, you know, the, the stress ones, the anxiety ones, the sleeping ones, the, but I feel like if we're not addressing it to the core level, what the body is actually asking for, that we're just feeling a deficiency with it. There's a reason that we have that deficiency. And so if you're supposed to be a level 100, let's say for whatever chemicals in your body and you're in 80, and so you're having a hard time with it, the doctor prescribes the 20, and I feel like your body just adjusts down to the 60 so that your 20 now fills in to put you back at the 80, it puts you at the first place to solve the problem. That's a great, that's a great way of putting it. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. And, and, and it's actually what it does is especially with certain drugs like the benzos is it works on the GABA system in the brain and depletes the GABA system. And there's natural things that you can take that actually work just like benzos that enhance the GABA system. One of them being kava, kava root from the Polynesian islands. And there's a fantastic, um, I met a guy at a health uh, conference a couple of weeks ago in Orlando that kava saved his life. Uh, he was, you know, he was addicted to benzos. He's health, he was having seizures. Like it was just, he was a mess. And he did a lot of things, a lot of changes, lifestyle changes, detoxed his body. But kava was the one thing that allowed him to uh, transition off the benzos. And so what, what, what was the reasoning behind Kava? What is it? It works on the GABA system, um, which is the same system that benzos work on. And what it does is it actually creates, um, GABA, you can think of GABA as like the brakes in the brain, right? Um, so what it does is it actually creates new GABA receptors in the brain and it has a reverse intolerance. So the more, the more Kava you take, the less you need. So it's versus with drugs, the, you know, you take one and then you need two and then you need three with Kava, you, you actually get a reverse tolerance effect. And I'm actually releasing a podcast with him. How do you take couple- it? How do you, how do you take Kava? What's the like, yes. a morning pills an afternoon pill? Like, no, the- so I, I, I want to follow that up real quick. Cause I want to, I know we're going to run out of time. So I want to ask you, um, one, I want to ask you about how you're taking Kava, like what the, what the, your recommended, um, uh, you know, intake is for it. And then also what other, um, you know, either vitamins or natural things that you feel like that we should be having more of, I kind of want to blump it together. So that way I don't run out of time with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I use his product. It's a Kava oil. That's just like a tincture that you put under the tongue. It's called Kava Plex. And uh, it's a, it's, it's a great product. It's, you know, but traditionally it's, it's actually drank. It tastes like, it kind of tastes like muddy water. Um, and you go to a kava bar or you can order kava from like Vanavatu, which is like in a Polynesian island, which is where this comes from. Um, it has a sedating effect. It has a relaxing effect. So do you also, take it at night then? Yeah, take it an, I take it an hour before bed. Mm-hmm. And I don't, have, I don't have sleep issues, but it actually increases the quality of your sleep. Um, 
and uh, I'm a big fan of it. I'm, I'm, I'm going long on Kava. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's one there's, you know, there's so many supplements out there and I, I, I have, before I get into the, like the, some more suggestions there, you got to be careful that, you know, looking a supplement should supplement behavioral change and mm-hmm. the mindset changes. Yeah. And so supplements well aren't going to, you know, be this magic cure. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is a time and a place for them. There's a lot of great ones out there. Like, you know, like I just mentioned, kava, CBD, valerian root, hops, uh, which is a great one. Um, but the, the, at the end of the day, Cody, it's really important. Quality matters. Most supplement companies that have products, the, the products are not good. Yeah. They are not sourced correctly. They're not extracted correctly. You know, sometimes they're not even, they don't even have what they, what they say on the label in the, in the actual so you have to really know what you're taking from a good company. And there are great companies out there. One of them that I love is Gaia. Um, they're based in, I believe, Brevard, North Carolina. I've done a, a tour of their facility. I've met the owner. They are vertically integrated. They do a great job. Um, they track their, you know, from farm to, you know, supplement. Uh, so quality is really, really important. And, and also, knowing what to take when, and that does take a little bit of experimentation. So, you know, depending on your unique situation, there would be, you know, a unique, uh, supplement stack that I would say you could try out, but that's really the last thing it really, it is. It, that's like maybe a 5% shift. Um, you know, the behavioral and mindset changes really are that, that 95% of, of what's going to make the difference for people. Well, so I, um, I recently listened to a Joe Rogan podcast and he had a, um, a molecular biologist on that was talking about this. And one of the things he was talking about was the, the, the harms of melatonin yeah. taking the supplements because, you know, that's kind of been my shift was like, oh, I can just take melatonin and get to sleep. And he's like, it'll get you to sleep, but it will not do you what you call the maintenance part of it. Right. And so you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And sometimes, you know, they have these gummies for the kids and, and that stuff. And so my daughter sometimes I'm like, Hey, why don't you have this, you know, vitamin. And after listening to this podcast, I'm like, I will not ever do that again because there are, there's <laughs> the body produces melatonin for itself and a reason. And because it's not like a, uh, I feel like because it's not a, I don't know, one of like a, a surface chemical for our brains, right? Like if your kids have a massive anger issues, you know, but like melatonin is not, you know, right. it's, it's a, it's going to sleep type of thing. And so I don't feel like it's gotten a lot of attention, but I was reading up on it after I listened to him talk about it and it can really cause some issues. Um, yeah. It's kids. It's, it's part of their, it's part of their, you know, going through puberty and like your body produces certain different amounts of it so that they can learn to sleep. Like I was like, man, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> No yeah, more. yeah. I, I, that's that's great that you you took action on that. Um, melatonin is a hormone. It's actually regulated in the EU, and you know you got to be careful if you're playing with hormones. And, and there was a study done that showed that you know even the same companies that produce these melatonin supplements they range in the amount from like 400% error. Um, in in so melatonin, I'm not a huge fan of it. It can be used for therapeutic for like any, as an antioxidant, that's a totally different conversation. Um, but you know, there's, I've read somewhere also that they were using it in a forget what country, I think it was in Africa as a contraceptive in high doses. 
So, I mean, it, yeah. So it actually yeah. messes with like, he went into it about how it, um, it, it, they, when they experiment with, uh, light driven animals and like the reproduction. So they like, they reproduce during the spring because there's a lot more light in summer. And then they don't during the winter and the, in the, in the fall, because when the time changes and the, and the light becomes less, they're not supposed to reproduce. So when they were given a melatonin, it was throwing all that stuff off. And, uh, and they, but the real main thing for me was they were talking about basically, um, how our bodies have a, a balance of it when they're young, when we have young kids. And then as they go through puberty, it shifts because they don't need as much sleep. This is why kids need more sleep when they're, mm -hmm. you know, they need 12 hours when they're really young. And then later they need, mm -hmm. you know, back to eight, seven hours, whatever it is. And it was from that thing and it, it can throw that off. And I know so many parents that have those gummies, you know, they sell them in target and they're just yeah. they're marketed for kids for melatonin. And I'm like, I was, just listening to them going, man, I, I know my experiences on it because it, it'll put me to sleep, but I don't stay there, you know, and then I don't get the benefits of sleep basically. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that's a very common issue. It'll, it, and, and I would say I'll, sometimes, you know, the placebo effect is 30% too. Probably. So, so just even taking something kind of, but it, it can be effective. I mean, there's a use when you're traveling time zones, it can be, you know, useful, um, but really taking it every day or relying on it to, to put you out is, is not a, not a sustainable solution. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I, with the vitamin side of that thing, and, uh, I, it's important that it's, you know, like you said, it's maybe 5% of it. It's not a silver bullet. And it's not, <laughs> you've got to have the holistic approach. And so with that, Devin, um, I think I know who, but I always ask this question at the uh, end of the podcast, um, who should come find you and where do they find you at? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyone that's having issues getting or staying asleep and, and you can find me at sleepscienceacademy.com, uh, on all the social channels, Devin Burke wellness, um, you know, LinkedIn and Instagram and all that. Um, but yeah, anyone that's, that's, that feels like they've tried everything and they're still not sleeping. There's a very high chance that I can help you if you're, if you're committed to really addressing the root cause of, of why you're experiencing, uh, you know, bad sleep. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I imagine that you get bombarded with sleep questions daily at this point, because people are, are, it's a, it's a big problem. I know, I know so many parents and adults and well, kids as well that have a hard time sleeping. And so it's a, it's a big problem to tackle. So I appreciate what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate you appreciating it. And I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing, ha having me on and helping, helping people, you know, really get connected to how powerful and important it is. And, and get some strategies for, for, for how to change and some resources for if they're, if they're willing to change it. I feel like this is one of those things. It's like, it's an important and unurgent thing for people until it's in the moment. Right. And so, but these so are, true. this is the most important box to work on is the important and unurgent because it's not a fire to put out, but we, if we do these things, it has a massive effect on the rest of our, the rest of our performance and life and relationships and everything else. So very well important. said, well said, Cody. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Devin. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at The Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, 
The one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.